As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by MyBookie. It's not every day you can double your money, but with MyBookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With MyBookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SPORTSDRINK, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. The Patriots are taking on the Bills this Monday night as they continue their quest to reclaim the AFC East title. Buffalo has looked like a legit Super Bowl contender. However, look for them to cover the spread. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. <laughs> What's up, guys? Back for the Deep Dive Preview episode. Get you ready for Bears-Packers on Sunday night football. I wish to God this wasn't happening on Sunday night football just because of the the extreme of what it could be. Obviously, we have an example of what this could look like with the 2014 Tressman game where Rodgers threw five touchdowns in the first half on way to a 42 to nothing halftime lead and uh, they took mercy on us and we actually won the second half 14 to 13 uh the problem was that it was a 55 to 14 final score and this was a game that we had two weeks to get ready for because it was a game right after the bye and the game going into the bye we had given up a 50 burger to the uh new england patriots and the most notable moment of that football game was not the bananas catch that uh, Martellus Bennett made in the end zone for a touchdown from Jay Cutler. No, 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 no. It was the moment that in garbage time, Lamar Houston, a big money free agent that we signed in 2014, sacks Jimmy Garoppolo in garbage time. And in his celebration, down by 30 points plus, blows out his ACL. That was the perfect, like, telling of how that season goes one step forward 10 steps back for all the things that the bears did in 2014 so i mean talk about an embarrassing back-to-back performance your top dollar defensive stud (laughs) blows out a knee on a garbage time touchdown it was also his first sack of the year uh as well (laughs) blows out his acl right there uh in front of everyone we get two weeks off on the road at lambo against the packers and before you blink it's 42 to nothing at halftime so I mean, I don't, we're, we're a better football team now than we were in 2014. Um, believe it or not, uh, from top to bottom, I I believe that we, we are, uh, in, well, (sighs) there were just bigger problems going on with that Tressman team, uh, that kind of negated the amount of talent because we had Bennett, we had Marshall, we had Jeffrey, I mean, Jay Cutler, until until Justin Fields really finds his footing, 
uh, in the NFL. Jay Cutler is still the best quarterback we've had uh, in this franchise <laughs> as far as just, you know, all the tools could make all the throws and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. The defense was, I guess that's what actually makes us a better team now than we were then because the defense that we have is leaps and bounds better than the one we had in 2014. In 2014, we were a national joke. But, um, you know, offensively, we were, we were loaded on offense, but we had nothing on defense. It was like the Emory, Emory after the Angelo years flipped that from all the talent and the money being on defense to all the talent and the money being on offense and the defense suffered. And that was not a winning solution or equation or whatever for the Bears. Anyway, I'm getting away from it. We got week 14. We got Sunday night football. We got the Packers. We got Justin Fields coming back. But do we have others coming back? We'll talk about that in the injury report. We got tons of news and notes and uh, keys to the game. You know, a lot of them will be me saying the same things over and over again. I guess I have to try to figure out a more creative way uh, of saying them. Of saying them. So, uh, as you can hear, I'm, I'm speaking very well today. I, I could talk gooder today. So, uh, let's go ahead and get underway. This is the Week 14 Deep Dive Preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So, let's get to it. Could this be a game of firsts and last? Could this be the first Justin Fields victory against Green Bay? Could this be the last game Aaron Rodgers plays against the Bears in a Packer uniform? Could this be the last game under Matt Nagy and so on? Hell, could this be the first game back for Akeem Hicks and Allen Robinson and Marquise Goodwin and a number of others that have been on the injury list for the last several weeks? We'll find that out uh, as we get closer, but uh, let's just say the arrow is trending up on yes for the last one. So uh, uh, guys practicing and, and uh, things like that. So it's uh, looking good like we might be as close to full strength as we could be at this point uh, in the year. So um, uh, the good news is the Vikings won tonight. So the Packers cannot clinch the division on Sunday. I think they can still clinch a playoff spot if they beat us. Uh, but it's not quite the same as clinching the division, which is priority one or step one, if you will, for the Packers because winning the division hasn't exactly been a chore for them the last couple of years. But uh, getting that wrapped up as quickly as possible and then focusing on being the top seed is uh, how the Packers would like to proceed. So I'm a poet and I didn't know it. So anyway, tons of news and notes. Let's go ahead and uh, dive right into it. Uh, one of the more infamous clips from the game on Sunday was uh, a, a, a shot that was basically used to um, give uh, the people at home a feel for the wind and the conditions and everything uh, taking place at Soldier Field on Sunday. Some unfortunate fan trying to uh, manage putting on a poncho and failing miserably at the same time. Turns out it was a woman that was trying to do it, and she has now been uh, lovingly nicknamed Poncho Lady. And um, I saw a video online. It was either on Facebook or Twitter, one of the two. Uh, Anthony Adams, Anthony Spice Adams, um, parroting the poor woman uh, as he was trying to basically put on a uh, a clear garbage bag talking about how the struggle about putting on a poncho is real but the the point of the video was to announce that the bears were going to hook up poncho lady 
with uh, a bunch of free Bears swag, I guess, for making herself famous on Sunday and struggling so mightily for the poncho. So, see, it wasn't all for nothing. She didn't, she didn't bear the elements and struggle with the poncho and watch an awful performance uh, from the team for nothing. You know, she's actually going to get a little extra uh, out of the deal. So kudos to Poncho Lady for uh, making it work for her. Kudos to the Bears for uh, taking care of uh, uh, what has to be a diehard fan if she was willing to go through uh, all of that. Because she was, <laughs> that Poncho was kicking her ass, man. That was so funny. Um, but uh, that was good stuff. So it had a decent outcome. We didn't win the game, but Poncho Lady ends up winning in the end. She get free Bear swag. She gets to have her 15 minutes and uh, kind of like, uh, you know, interception guy for, for Roquan. Roquan's first pick six, he gives, gives the ball away without thinking about it. That guy gets to be the most famous Bear fan for a week when he, uh, you know, graciously gives the ball back uh, to Roquan and walks away with a bunch of free swag uh, for his trouble uh, as well. So works out in the end, I guess. Speaking of working out, like I mentioned, Justin Fields was officially named the starting quarterback for Week 14's matchup against the Packers yesterday on Wednesday. Um, he's been full participation, no limitations in practice. He was limited every day last week. Um, and <laughs> I guess it depends on who you talk to about whether or not the ribs uh, that kept him out are fully healed or not. Because um, Matt Nagy says the ribs are fully healed. Justin Fields says he has Cracked ribs, not had, has, as in he still does. So, um, you know, I guess it is more of a pain thing, like Nagy said uh, earlier, if the ribs are, in fact, not 100% healed. But, uh, you know, it might have been on fields or we'd have been stuck with uh, Nick Foles because uh, Andy Dalton hasn't practiced yet this week with a left-hand injury, his non-throwing hand. So take that for what you will. But, um Speaking of uh, other prized rookies, Tevin Jenkins uh, spoke with the media at Hallis Hall this week and said, and I quote, um, or says that uh, the back issue that has sidelined him for three quarters of his rookie season shouldn't be a problem, quote unquote, ever again, which actually kind of goes in line with the reports that like Ian Rappaport and, and those kinds of uh, insiders were saying when the, when the surgery took place back in August was that this surgery would all but, you know, eliminate the back problem for Tevin Jenkins. And here he is, you know, three months later, um, played his first game uh, on Sunday against the Cardinals. He was in on like field goal, you know, kicks and stuff like that. He didn't, I don't, he didn't see the field at all on actual offense, but he did take some snaps on special teams for uh, field goals and extra points uh, and what have you. But says that he feels like a quote-unquote young pup uh, again, and that uh, he believes that uh, the back problems are a thing of the past. So fingers crossed that he's right. And, um, you know, I was listening to the Hogan Johns podcast and Kevin Fishbane was guest hosting because Adam Johns is out with an illness of his own uh, this week, saying that uh, maybe it was Tevin Jenkins who was going to go with the Pat Mahomes treatment this year and sit and uh, sit on the sidelines behind the you know, all-star veteran uh, Jason Peters. And then in that meaningless week 18 game that we're bound to play against the Vikings, that's the game that Tevin Jenkins will start, and that will be the beginning of his career as our starting left tackle. And he'll, have, he'll go on to have, 
you know, all pro seasons at the position, uh, having only started one game going into 2022. So maybe, maybe that, that's one interesting way to uh, look at it. Let's knock on wood and hope that it's true and our left tackle problems are solved forever so we can focus on center because I think right now, you know, we, we got to resign uh, James Daniels in the offseason. We have Larry Borum at the right tackle. Tevin Jenkins will be our left. And Sam Mustafer, I think it's obvious that he's not our guy uh, at the center spot. So we go in and either we sign somebody, we sign a veteran to bring to, to be able to come in and anchor uh, that line at center, or we draft a stud in the second round with our top pick to uh, come in and be the guy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that Mustafer is so bad that any new guy would be an improvement, but, you know, center not being one of those big hot-button uh, positions as far as league-wide is concerned. Generally, if a center is going in the in the top in the top round in the first round, I think the I think the Colts might have been the last team to do it with Kelly, uh, but that was years ago, like 2014, 2015, something like that. It doesn't happen very often. I think maybe Frank Ragnow, he's a center. Was he a first round pick? He was a first round pick. So I don't know if that was after before or after. Uh, Kelly from uh, Indianapolis, but you don't see it very often. Maybe once in once every other year, you'll see a center get drafted in the first round. Generally, those guys, those uh, interior guys, like the tackles, are the first round prospects. You know, every now and then you get a Quentin Nelson, the guard that will go in the first round. Maybe a late first round pick, you'll see guards start to come off the board. But generally, the interior guys come off the board in the second round. So we could probably still get the best center on the board in the second round when we make our first pick. So maybe that's something that we want to focus on and maybe also bring in a veteran center. Uh, you know, even if it's a guy on a cheap veteran deal to mentor that, you know, top pick and eventually have him take over, you know, just kind of planning ahead, being redundant, something that Ryan Pace has done in the past and, and for some reason, but has also refused to do with offensive linemen. I don't understand that at all, but anyway, you know, but there's a thought that, uh, you know, Tevin Jenkins could be the, 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 you know, all the talk of Justin Fields getting the Pat Mahomes treatment. Maybe it was Tevin Jenkins that was destined to get that uh, treatment where, you know, he learns behind one of the best uh, in the league and some say would, you know, one of the best in NFL history. And then the last game, we thank Jason Peters for his service, ask him to be a coach for the week and, and get Tevin Jenkins ready to play the Vikings week 18 and, uh, you know, go forward from there. And that's assuming that Jason Peters makes it to the end of the season uh, healthy, which he surprisingly has done so far this year. I think one of the big reasons that I was nervous about the Bears signing Jason Peters was because for the majority of the last four or five seasons, he's played, he's missed more games than he's played. In, including last season. He missed the playoff run in the Super Bowl with the Eagles in 2017, and that's kind of where that started. He got hurt and missed, I think, the last, I don't know, five, six games of the regular season and the entire playoff run, so he didn't play in the Super Bowl. He's got a Super Bowl ring to show for being on the team, but he didn't actually play in the game. Happening in 2018, 2019, they tried to move him inside to 2020 to – uh, into, into, you know, guard at 20 in 2020 to kind of, you know, like he's still a mauler of a blocker, but maybe the mobility isn't the same. You get him inside uh, and whatnot. That didn't work out. So, you know, we call him in to be our left tackle, which was a desperation move, but it's worked out pretty damn well 
uh, for us. You know, he's definitely going to make the year-end uh, bear-up, bear-down list. Jason Peters has been a wonderful surprise, and I hope that he does make it to Week 18 healthy, and then we give Tevin Jenkins the start in the last game, see what the kids got uh, against Minnesota before moving forward with him as the starter in 2022. So uh, one other interesting thing that I read um, was flipping around, you know, looking up, up Bears news, and uh, it's the article said, and it was kind of clickbaity because it didn't say who the other teams would be, but uh, it listed the Bears, uh, the, the title of the article, Bears listed among best landing spots for Devontae Adams. Now, you guys have heard me kind of fantasize about this earlier on uh, in the season, that he is a free agent at the end of uh, this year, that um, you know he and Rodgers are likely on the move and um, wouldn't just be something if you know Justin Fields was enough to lure Devontae Adams south, if you will, to Chicago to work with young Justin Fields. And now, you know, Fields has his number one target that Allen Robinson, I guess, was destined not to be. Robinson will move on. We'll give that money to uh, Devontae Adams. And as far as the passing game is concerned, knock on wood, we would be off to the races to go along with Montgomery and Herbert and, uh, you know, and hopefully a an improved Cole Komet and I mean, who and the funny thing is no Cole Komet has not been great in his first two seasons but how much of that is Cole Komet how much of it is him not being utilized or the tight ends in general uh not being utilized to the best of their uh abilities in this offense so it's there's going to be a lot of incomplete grades because nobody really knows how to you know flat out assess this offense because you know, for for all the talent that we have, none of it's really being utilized uh, to its best, to the best of its ability. It's not being put in the best position to succeed, and I think the league knows that. So I guess that that would probably be why the Bears is such an intriguing job because they see we have pieces, and now we have Justin Fields at the quarterback position. We have young studs on the de- on the defensive side, even with the old guys, you know, even with the other guys getting older like Hicks and you know, Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and stuff like that. We've still got some good years left in most of those guys to go along with Jalen Johnson, Bilal Nichols, uh, Roquan Smith, uh, and so on. So uh, there's a lot to like uh, about this football team. And, um, you know, under the right guidance could probably be um, trouble in 2022. So knock on wood that that comes true because God knows I am sick and tired of this five-game losing streak year in, in, year out uh, nonsense. Like right now, we're six losses in seven games since starting three and two. So, yeah, I'm past this. I've been doing this. This is my 15th season doing the Bears Talk Underground. I've had two winning seasons, uh, two playoff, well, three because of last year, three playoff seasons in the 15 seasons that I've been doing the show. Enough. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm watching Green Bay go to the playoffs every single year, you know, watching all the other teams in the in the NFC kind of pass us and then fall behind us and then pass us again because we saw that with the Cardinals. You know, the Cardinals were were one of the better teams or became one of the better teams when I started doing the show back in 07. You know, 08, they go to the Super Bowl, 09, they're in the playoffs and so on. Then they kind of fall back. Then 2013, 2014, they come back with – 
Arians as the head coach, then they kind of fade back again. And now here we are in 2021. They've passed us again. They're the number one seed uh, in the NFC. So, I mean, there are teams in the NFC that keep doing this while the Bears basically just even keeled going in a straight line. Every now and then you get a blip, you know, 2018, 2010. You have those blip seasons where the Bears figure it out or the NFL can't figure it out and we succeed because of it. And, you know, the rest of it is just, you know, we're happy to go eight and eight. We're happy not to be in last place as opposed to fighting to win the division every year like Green Bay does. Speaking of which, for those of you who noticed, this isn't an explicit tag episode and I haven't gotten quite explicit yet. Here it comes because um, Rogers, Aaron Rodgers has been asked all week in by the press if he regrets the I own you moment from the week six win over Chicago uh, and Soldier Field. And of course he doesn't. Why would he? That's the kind of the point of this game is to see if we as in the Bears could make him regret those words. Uh, odds are we won't. But the thing that's really bothering me is that it already, we've, the way that we're talking, we've already lost this game, in my opinion. We've already lost the game because the head guy himself, Matt Nagy, who was asked about the I own you comments, was he's aware of the comments. And when asked if it was, um, you know, if they were going to, you know, do everything they could uh, to go out there and beat Green Bay, his response was, we're going to try. You know what, motherfucker? Me and 10 of my friends could go out there and try to beat the Green Bay Packers. I was like, how about this is this right here, this bullshit right here. That's why we are four and eight. That's why Jalen Johnson pulls up instead of nailing Kyler Murray, which he would have been fully within his rights to do uh, this past Sunday. This is why you're seeing the effort that you are. This is why all of a sudden people are mysteriously getting healthy enough to play in this Sunday night game against Green Bay on national TV. Why? Because the whole league's going to be able to watch it. Therefore, my future employees can see me play a good game against a good football team on national television. Which is why all of a sudden Allen Robinson's hamstring is healthy when it hasn't been in four weeks. Akeem Hicks' ankle is all of a sudden healthy that he can practice again. Here comes Marquise Goodwin. Here comes Damian Williams. All of these people that weren't healthy enough to play the last few weeks they're popping up for this Green Bay game all of a sudden. Coincidence? Maybe. But it's not crazy to think of it as some kind of wild conspiracy that all of a sudden these guys are healthy when we have a national TV game up to boot. Two, actually. This Sunday against Green Bay and then on Monday against the Vikings. Don't be surprised if all of those guys are healthy all over again next week for Monday as well or healthy enough to play. So, but, you know... Nagy just talks like he's such a pussy, man. Like, where, where, does, where does his bravado go? I mean, he sounds like a beaten guy. We're going to try? Great. You're going to try. You're kind of, you know, you kind of have to try, don't you? You are legally bound to show up and play the game. Therefore, you have to try. And I just like, uh, the other thing that pissed me off was I was, speaking of Hogan Johns, when I was listening to that show, they had Zach Miller on as a guest today. One of my favorite bears of this uh of this decade, of this past decade, I should say. And he pissed me off because uh, Adam Hogue asked him, he's like, what kind of, 
you know, what feelings or would it have motivated you um, to, you know, want to do something about it as a player? And he said, no. It's like, what? <laughs> he said that to your fans in your house. And he's kind of trying to play it off like he wouldn't take offense because it's true. Who gives a shit if it's true? He did that to your, he said that to your fans in your house. That is how he celebrated what, what ended up being a game-winning touchdown or a game-sealing touchdown because they were already winning the game. This is your response? That because it's true? That it's, that it's okay? That, you know, this, is, this speaks to a much larger issue as to why the Bears haven't been, you know, consistently good for a very long time. We don't have the right mindset as an organization right now. You know, and, and nobody is stepping up and saying, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to do everything we can to make him eat those fucking words. We're going to go out there and we're going to pound it in his ass. I don't want anybody going out there guaranteeing wins, but I want somebody to show some kind of emotion for that embarrassing moment. And we're not hearing it from anybody. Now, I know some of these guys might be under some kind of upper management restriction. Like you don't, you know, or starting from, you know, the pussy himself, Nagy saying, don't respond to these comments or anything like that, probably because he's afraid that we'd give Green Bay bulletin board material. When you're in the position that you're in right now and you literally have nothing to lose because your fate is sealed, the Bears have to go 5-0 and to even remotely think about saving Nagy's job right now. That is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Throw caution to the wind. Just, just go ahead and say, you're going to win on Sunday? You're goddamn right we're going to win on Sunday. We're going to go up there to limbo. We're going to give those fuckers hell. We're going to make him regret saying that. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that he regrets talking crazy in our house. By going down there, or up there, I should say, by going up there and kicking his ass in his house. Nobody out there is talking like that. The only guy even connect closely connected to the bears that's talking that way is Olin Cruz. He and Briggs and Brown all had an adverse reaction to the I own. Those guys took offense to it. Like they're still on the team. You know, Olin Cruz went on radio the following Monday after the loss to green Bay in week six and said he wanted to punch Aaron Rodgers in the face. Not because it isn't true, not because he doesn't own the Bears, because he does. And that's, nobody's arguing that fact. But everybody's arguing the disrespect shown by those comments, even in a high, intense, you know, adrenaline-fueled moment. There are repercussions for the things you do and say. And nobody wearing a Bear uniform right now seems to want to make Aaron Rodgers pay for those words which is why I have a very ominous feeling. We've already lost this game because everybody seems to be okay with that guy saying those things to our fans in our house. Nobody is thinking or saying that we need to go up to Lambeau and pound these words right back into Aaron Rodgers' ass. Nobody is saying that. No one has that attitude or edge about them. That makes me even believe that we have the right mindset to go into Lambeau and pull this off. I hope to Christ that I'm wrong about this. I hope that behind the scenes and the things that they're not allowed to say in mixed company, those guys are talking about it in this fashion. 
I know that we have guys on the roster that are capable of this. David Montgomery being chief among them. Uh, you know, guys like Akeem Hicks. Uh, I know that Khalil Mack isn't playing, but I'm sure he's still around the team uh, and everything. You know, a guy like Robert Quinn. Remember how embarrassed he was after the, the loss to the Ravens? Like, he was outwardly embarrassed in the press conference afterwards talking about that last drive of the game, the frustration that he had. You know he cares. You understand that he cares, which is what made you feel for him after having a three-and-a-half sack performance against the Ravens. It was all wasted. It was all for naught because the secondary can't keep it together and help them, you know, maintain the lead and win the football game. We have guys that can push this narrative. The problem is that we as a fan base are not seeing that. We're not seeing that from our team. We're not even hearing it on like their Twitter accounts or, or anything like that, that they want to make Aaron Rodgers pay for that moment that everyone has been talking about. It was on the lips and tongues of everyone immediately after the game and now leading up to this game. It's all anybody can really talk about is, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, minority owner of the Chicago Bears playing against his own team on Sunday Night Football. You know, cowboy the fuck up. Let's get, let's get this done. Let's put forth an effort, which kind of goes into keys to the game uh, real quick. But before we do that, uh, let's wrap up news and notes with our injury. Actually, I have one more thing after that. We'll do the injury report real quick, though. So that's my rant. I, I, I really just, you know, somebody strap on a pair of balls and let's go out there and, and have the attitude, the mindset that we are going to make Rodgers pay for being so disrespectful in Soldier Field. Adrenaline-fueled, emotionally wrapped up moment. Who cares? You said what you said. You said it to our fans. You said it in our house. Where we come from, where I come from, there are repercussions for things like that. And I'm not seeing anybody, any, anyone in the Bears organization, least of all the guy sitting at the top right now, fucking Nagy. Um, you know, no one's coming out and saying that. He says we're going to try on Sunday. Congratulations if you're going to fucking try. And then, you know, <laughs> just try not to drop any of your shit when you pack up on Monday and leave Hallis Hall if you get fired, motherfucker. Oof. Anyway, on to our injury report because I could go on for an hour about this. Um, like I said, Andy Dalton, left hand, has not practiced yet this week. Travis Gibson has been out with an illness. Hopefully that clears up before the game on Sunday. Uh, Montgomery was not a welcome addition to this injury report. Did not practice yesterday with shoulder, groin, and glute injuries, but he was limited today. So Montgomery's, if he's 60%, he wants to play. So he's going to be out there. I mean, hell, if Dalvin Cook can play with a torn labrum and run for 205 yards against the Steelers like he did tonight, Montgomery can play with a glute injury on Sunday. Um, Cairo Santos was out with an illness, but he was full participation today. Mario Edwards was limited Wednesday, full participation. So he's all but in for Sunday. Marquise Goodwin, the only one he was limited on Wednesday, did not practice today on Thursday. Not a good sign there. Akeem Hicks limited both days with his ankle. Christian Jones limited yesterday, full go on Thursday with a back injury. Robinson is limited with the hamstring injury both days. Same thing with Damian Williams, calf injury limited. Justin Fields, full goal both days. Tease Tabor was out with an illness, so the cold, it's the flu or whatever is going around. It's bugging the guys. 
And then Cassius Marsh and Angelo Blackson, both with knee injuries, were limited today on Thursday. So <laughs> maybe the football gods are going to balance this out. We're going to get our starters back, but their depth pieces are going to be missing the game. So I don't know what to make of the injury report. Like I said, we're trending up because guys like Robinson and Hicks and Goodwin and Mario Edwards are practicing again, finally. But, um, you know, we also have Dave Montgomery popping up on the list. Martian and uh, Angelo Blackson are showing up on the list as well. So, and, you know, and Travis Gibson hasn't practiced yet this week with an illness, which I'm assuming is probably a cold or a flu or something like that. Not COVID, though. So he's not out for 10 days or whatever the protocols are. So anyway, last thing before we get to, before we take a break and uh, do keys to the game. Saw a post online this week about uh, Steve McMichael, our beloved Mongo. And uh, as I'm sure you all know, earlier this year, he was diagnosed, I believe, with ALS. Um, and it's pretty much um, basically cut him down to size. I mean, he's already lost so much weight, and he's probably aged about a decade in the last, I think, eight or nine months since he was diagnosed, I think, back in April. He's lost the use of his arms and hands, and he was, he's been in hospice since Thanksgiving, and it's, it's heartbreaking to see a stud of a man like him kind of withering away like that. And looking at him in his current condition, the picture that was taken you know, not a very good picture. He hadn't had a shave in a while. He looks like he could, you know, smuggle luggage in the bags under his eyes and and things like that. And um, like I said, heartbreaking. I've I've met Steve McMichael. I've shaken that man's hand. He is a monster of a human being. He's, uh, you know, and he's got a presence about him as well, which is what made him so popular in Chicago even after his playing days uh, were over, you know. He was in the radio. He was on TV. Hell, I mean, I'm sure people out there don't even, there are people out there who are a fan of him as being a member of the Four Horsemen in WCW didn't realize he was a football player. Like, what's that number 76 on his trunks? That's, yeah. So, you know, there are probably some people out there who had no idea he was a football player and a damn good one too. And, um, you know, I just want to say that, um, you know, Mongo, if, if you can hear me, I doubt you listen to this. Why would you? <laughs> But, you know, if you can hear me, stay as long as you want, you know, stay as long as you want. But if you, if you don't want to fight anymore, man, it's okay to let go. It's clear that you're suffering. And um, like I said, if you want to stay, by all means, keep fighting. But if you're tired, man, and you want to let go, nobody that can hear my voice right now would judge you or hate you or anything like that. You are a beloved Mongo. You are now. You always will be. You know, everybody who loves you today will still love you tomorrow if you decide that tonight's the last night and you're going to drift away in your sleep. So, I don't know. I just wanted to put that out there. Seeing that picture broke my heart. So, he's one of my favorite players growing up. So uh, sorry to drink it, bring it down like this, but, uh, you know, I just had a little something on my mind about it. I want to share it with you guys and uh, get a message out to Mongo if you can hear me. And, you know, we all want you to stay as long as, as possible, Mongo, but if you don't want to fight anymore, like I said, we'll love you as much 
tomorrow as we do today. So anyway, let's take a quick break. We'll bring in the uh, keys to the game and uh, wrap this bad boy up. <coughs> this episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by my bookie. It's not every day you can double your money, but with MyBookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With MyBookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code SPORTSDRINK, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. The Patriots are taking on the Bills this Monday night as they continue their quest to reclaim the AFC East title. Buffalo has looked like a legit Super Bowl contender. However, look for them to cover the spread. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Symbol. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD as in sports drink to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by the Spotify Green Room. Guys, the Spotify Green Room is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Get in on the conversation that you listen to here every single day and have a chance to be featured on your favorite podcast like this one. Download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join my group. Follow me at Larry D-E-E. It's, uh, I don't know why they didn't let me use D period, but they didn't. So follow me at Larry D-E-E to be notified when my room goes live every Wednesday, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, and join me when we go live every Wednesday night at Club 34-7. <laughs> Keys to the game for week number 14 for our beloved Chicago Bears taking on the Green Bay Packers this Sunday night in Lambeau on Sunday night football. God help us all. And uh, key number one is the same as it's been for, well, pretty much the whole season. Stop beating yourself. Uh, whether it be with the foolish penalties, whether we add to our, you know, lead leading, lead league leading taunting penalty tally um you know last week it was interceptions um whether they be Andy Dalton's fault or someone else's there were four of them that equaled 23 points for the Cardinals and played a a huge role in 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 the the outcome of that game not to mention it was also kind of skewed what was relatively a decent performance from the team overall you know, I really do feel like the conditions went a long way in equalizing that game. It slowed the Cardinals down. They couldn't focus as much on the passing game that they probably would have had the conditions been, you know, fair. Like, it's, just say it was cold as opposed to cold and rainy and slippery and, you know, all that on the god-awful Soldier Field turf uh, and everything. We handled the, the Cardinals pretty well under those conditions and everything, but you add those four turnovers, not to mention the starting field position for the Cardinals after those four turnovers, and you have a completely different football game uh, on your hands. 
And but it's just all of those other things, penalties, the miscues, not getting lined up. We have to burn timeouts that we definitely could have needed later on uh, in the football game. You know, just the horrible play calling with the we keep calling the same play that the defense sees coming every single time. We just have to stop beating ourselves. That's number one. And unfortunately, of the three on this list, it is the one that is least likely to happen based on everything we've seen in 12 ball games so far in 2021. So stop beating yourselves for the love of God. We are not good enough to have to recover from mistakes. We're just not. Now, I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm asking you to stop beating yourself. I mean, it's probably going to take damn near a perfect game to win uh, on Sunday night. I'm not asking for perfection. I am asking for the for you to just let the Packers beat you as opposed to helping the Packers beat you by turning over the football, by getting a 33-yard gain that is called back by a holding penalty or an illegal formation or, you know, two guys in motion at the same time or, or something like that. Stop canceling yourself out, especially when you're playing a team that could beat you with one-arm time behind their back right now. So... You know, Green Bay is good enough to beat us straight up. Don't help them make it easier for themselves. If Green Bay is going to beat us, then let Green Bay beat us. If that's the way this game is supposed to go, then so be it. Nobody would be surprised if that was the actual outcome. But it's something else when you go out there and we've got 13 penalties as opposed to three for Green Bay. When we've got three turnovers as opposed to zero for the Packers or something like that. Or like this past game uh, against the Cardinals, you know, you look at the stat sheet. You didn't watch a moment of the game. You look at the stat sheet from top to bottom. The Bears dominated the football game. I think the only offense, the only statistic that they lost was the rushing game, but even that was like like a small margin. They had like 170 something yards rushing. We or like they had 190. We had like 170 something something like that. It was a close margin there, but we had more passing yards. We had more first downs. We had you know 10 minutes more time of possession, uh, everything. And in the end, the the other two stats were four turnovers to zero and 33 to 22. So, you know, just a regular casual fan looking at the stat sheet would see, man, the Bears really did a number on the Cardinals. Oh, wait, they lost by 11 points? How did that happen? Oh, I see. Four turnovers, and there you go. That's how that happened. So, you know, the Cardinals were 9-2. and two. They already knew how to beat us straight up, and we basically, and like I said, the, the conditions even things out. We looked like we could go head-to-head with the Cardinals, but four turnovers negated all of that. So, anyway, stop beating yourself. We're not good enough to be able to, to have to recover from our, from our own mistakes, let alone the ones that uh, Green Bay is going to force us into just because they're, they're better than us top to bottom, especially in the coaching department. So, yeah, that's number one. Number two, in the event that Green Bay makes a mistake, make them pay for it. I'm talking about week 17 of last year. We've got Rodgers and company in Soldier Field. Rodgers throws in like five plays. He throws three interceptions. We dropped all three of them. We dropped all of them. Every single one. Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. 
It just doesn't happen. He's too smart with the football. He's too accurate of a thrower. He's not just going to serve him up. And we had three interceptions that we could have come away with. We dropped them all, every single one. And, um, you know, when they make a mistake like that, we have to take advantage. If somebody, you know, if somebody fumbles the ball, I mean, well, look at the Cardinals last week. Kyler Murray fumbled the ball two or three times, recovered them all himself. We didn't fall in on any of those footballs. The Cardinals made a mistake, and they covered up their own mistake by recovering the football. If Green Bay makes a mistake like that, somebody muffs a punt, if, you know, if, the, if a ball's tipped in the air, one of us has to be underneath it before it hits the ground. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. If the, the Packers do the, you know, something like that, you know, God forbid Rodgers isn't dead, dead on balls accurate like he is all the time. Maybe throws one behind, kind of like the, the one that Dalton threw to Jakeem Grant at the start of the football game on Sunday. Throws it behind him a little bit. Ball gets tipped in the air. Or, you know, God forbid, Mario Edwards, Akeem Hicks, uh, Eddie Goldman, somebody at the line of scrimmage gets a hands on, hand on it, pops it up into the air. Roquan or, or you know, somebody, uh, you know, Ogletree, somebody's got to come out from underneath it and take it back the other way. So in the event that Green Bay makes a mistake, we have to take advantage of it. Very much like the Cardinals did to us last week. Not only, you know, can't be like, oh, we, we made an interception and we catch the ball and we fall down, you know, <laughs> run the goddamn thing back. You know, the Cardinals were able to score touchdowns because they had our defense on its heels uh, after those turnovers. The 28, the 28, the 15, and the 12, you know, that's what we got to do. We got to make Green Bay pay for a mistake in the event that they make one, which they are very good at not doing. So, but my best example was week 17 of last year against this same team, against this same quarterback. He threw us three interceptions and we dropped them all. So we let him get away with a rare mistake that he never makes three times in one football game. And the other thing was it was in fairly quick succession. Those, those plays pretty much happened on top of each other and he didn't pay for a single one of them. And the funny thing was, at the time that those mistakes were made, it could have made a huge difference in the game. It was those things happened before the Packers pulled away from us. So that was the thing that even made it more frustrating. All three of those plays could have been enormous game changers, and we let them slip through our fingers, literally. So in the event that Green Bay makes a mistake, make them fucking pay for it. And then finally, this is probably what you would want to call a kitchen sink kind of game. And what I mean by that is I want the Bears to sell out completely for this game. You know, throw the book at Green Bay or like, you know, the, the saying that, you know, where the word, where kitchen sink comes from. Throw everything but the kitchen sink at them. Fuck that. Throw the kitchen sink at them too. Everything you can think of. Just see what happens. Send eight guys on a blitz after Rodgers. We know that he's going to be able to figure out, but maybe somebody ekes through, we get a fumble, or we, you know, we, we get a sack, we force a fumble. That can change the, the pl- complexion of the game. Go deep. We got Justin Fields back. Go deep on the first play of the game. Fake a punt. Do a surprise onside, like, kind of like um, Detroit did uh, against the L.A. Rams you know, earlier in the season. They went out to L.A. to play Matt Stafford for the first time in a Rams uniform, and they started out the football game with like a 16 16- to nothing lead because they got an interception that, you know, they threw a crazy blitz Stafford got the ball away from them, scored a touchdown surprise onside. They got the ball back before you even blink. They're up 16 to nothing. 
Unfortunately, the Lions are the Lions, and they had three and a half quarters. The Rams had three and a half quarters to recover from that, and that's plenty of time against the football team that bad. But Dan Campbell had the right idea for for what appeared to be a grand deficit in talent and, and everything like that. You have to give yourself every advantage that you can, and that's what Campbell and company did on that day, and it almost worked out for them. The Bears, on the other hand, that's what we need to do. I mean, for Christ's sake, it very well could be Matt Nagy's last game as head coach of the Bears. It could be. Who knows? I need Nagy to go into the game with that mindset. I can't have him out there coaching like he's got four games left after this. I want him to coach this team like there is no tomorrow because there very well could be no tomorrow. You know, go out there. Throw an 80-yard bomb on first down. You know, instead of deferring to the second half, take the ball. Be aggressive. Don't run the ball on first down. Keep max protection. Run Jakeem Grant and uh, Darno Mooney on, you know, fly routes right down the side or right down the middle of the field. Throw it as far as Justin Fields possibly can. See if we get him, hit him big for a big play. And take the game under control. What? Have you got to lose? Honestly, if this game, I, this, I want the Bears to play like this game matters. I want to see that. I don't want to see them just saying, like I was talking about earlier in, in Keys to the Game, like nobody, or excuse me, in, in News and Notes, nobody seems to be pissed off about what Aaron Rodgers said or what he did uh, in the first game, the I own you moment. I want to see on the field. And I want to see in the things that we try to do, even if we fail miserably, I want to see us putting forth an extraordinary effort to try to win this football game, pull out every stop, fake punts, fake field goals, go for two after we score the first touchdown, everything. Attack them from all directions like there is no tomorrow. Show us, show me, show the world, show Green Bay. You came to win this game. Never mind the 13-point you know, uh, point spread or any of that nonsense. Go out there and act like you want to win the game. Do everything you can. Be so aggressive that it's almost comical when it goes wrong. You know, I, I just, I just want to see that effort more than anything. In this game, more than any other, I want to see it. I want us out there doing everything that we can to win the game, pull out all the stops, like that double reverse thing that Dalton ended up throwing to Jakeem Grant when we had, uh, you know, and if they hadn't got up botched in the backfield, it probably would have been a deep ball to Darnell Mooney, but uh, presence of mind, Dalton cut Grant down the sideline, still ended up being a big play for us, but plays like that. Let's see some imagination. Let's try to get, I mean, to hell with it. You know, it's like, I remember how all the time I'm talking about, you know, I'm sick of Nagy trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Fuck it. Try to be the smartest guy in the room. What have you got to lose now? You know, do the double reverse pass down the middle of whatever, man. Do something. Something that's going to knock them off kilter. Something that's going to, as our good friend Jess Root would say, knock the Packers off schedule. Do something. Be exciting. Be fun. You know, there's a big difference in getting your ass handed to you. And there, it's just... And, 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 you know, getting your ass handed to you when, when it didn't, when what you were doing wasn't working out. You know, if, if I see the Bears selling out like that and they get smoked and we end up losing the game big, then, 
man, at least they were out there and they looked like the game meant something to them and they were making a maximum effort, fine. But if we're going to go in the same blase bears that we've been all season long and we get trucked on national television, I will go to show, I will go to Lake Forest and burn Hallis Hall to the ground if they're telling me on Monday that Matt Nagy is still our head coach. So, I mean, it can't happen. I want us to see us sell out. I want to see an effort that shows that we want to win this game above all else this Sunday. So, anyway, that is going to do it, guys. Those are the things I want to see from our beloved on Sunday. Hopefully we will. I doubt that we will because of the guy that's calling the, calling the shots in, uh, in Chicagoland right now. But uh, a girl can pray. So, anyway, we will be back on Monday for Bear Up, Bear Down, which I'm sure one way or the other will be interesting. And then we'll have the deep dive review coming out on Tuesday, which, uh, you know, maybe there will be a Black Monday. So it will be Celebration Tuesday because now the future is the future is uncertain again. And, uh, you know, that's better than what we've been living with for the last uh, year. You know, we all wanted Nagy gone at the end of last season, and they brought him back. So we had to suffer through another year of him and his nonsense and his incompetence and, and everything, which sucks so much because Nagy is a cool guy, man. He is He's a man's man, and I can see why his players like him. But his players are not playing for him anymore and it's clearly he's in over his head uh, with his job so for someone to start as hot as he did to to you know basically be run out of town at this point i feel badly for him but he's hurting my team man he's got to go so anyway we'll see how it all unfolds we'll be back on monday for bear up bear down and see where we go from there until then my name is larry d and this has been the bears talk underground VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.